So in case you don't know, Matt Mullenweg is the founder of WordPress, and I've been interested in a lot of his ideas ever since I read a book all the way back. I actually looked this up on Amazon before I sat down to record. Um, I purchased this book on December 20th, 2013, and it's called The Year Without Pants, WordPress.com and the Future of Work. And I uh, am always fascinated by what Matt has to say in general about building companies, but especially his company because it's so bizarre. It's a 900-person distributed. Now, some people use the term remote work. He tends to um, use the term distributed workforce. Um, so he's got a lot of really interesting ideas. And I, my personal opinion is that it's obviously the, like the it's going to be the default mode for people working um, in the future. Maybe not our generation, but maybe it could be your kids or whatever the time frame is. I just think the the benefits are just too overwhelming. It's almost like a new technology in a sense um, that it eventually like replaced our default mode for doing things. So anyways, here's some of the things he had to say. He went on this, web, uh, this website. <laughs> he went on this podcast and I thought the title of the podcast was interesting. Um, they were talking about the operating system for the open web. And it goes into like why he chooses to work on uh, like web-based technologies. He says, the web is the most important way for us to increase our rate of evolution as a species. The web is fundamentally about communication. Money and transactions are a form of communication. So what he's talking about as far as increasing the rate of evolution, he brings it up a few times on the podcast, but he's saying that, um, you know, the, the natural form of evolution that human, the human species goes through takes place over, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years, these slow little changes where the more uh, we're able to communicate with one another and share ideas that actually speed up our rate of like intellectual evolution. Um, so he talks about uh, the best interface in the world is someone you trust and like showing you how to do something. Uh, so somebody in person or as close as you can get to in person uh, that you already have a relationship with and that is going over and teaching you something. Um, this is an interesting idea. He said, writing is not the most important thing. It's interesting because he's dedicated his life to, to writing and publishing, right? But he says thinking is, but writing is probably the best way to improve your thinking. I really like that idea. He says the process of writing and editing makes your thinking so much better. Um, then they get a little bit about like what he looks for in potential uh, people that he wants to hire for WordPress. And he says what I'm looking for in potential colleagues are four things. And these are also things that he says you can't learn or coach. Number one is taste. Number two is work ethic. Number three is curiosity. And number four is ethics. And he says a lot of this, uh, he's hired a lot of people and has been able to like judge for these traits just by visiting their, their personal website, see what kind of like designs uh, they're into, what they're writing about, what they're curious about. And uh, he's actually hired a bunch of people by just stumbling upon their, their, um, their personal website and then asking them to apply to, to Automatic, which is the, the parent company of WordPress. Um, so it's something interesting. Uh, Matt's one of the few people that have been working on the same project for an extended amount of time. So he started working on WordPress 16 years ago, and it kind of just happened a little bit by accident. So he said, I started writing on the internet using hosted tools, the ones that were available at this time, like LiveJournal, Blogger, etc. This is what led me to working on the tooling. None of these had the right mix of what I wanted to publish online. It's fundamentally not that hard to put text in a database and get it out, so I just started hacking on the software. And this is, might be my favorite part of the podcast. What he says is, it's, you know, because it seems like uh, this guy runs a, you know, billion-dollar technology company. He's got all these employees. He's got this weird, like, just a weird job. Like, what he does literally couldn't have existed 20 years ago. And he, he just came into it, like, slowly, uh, like an iterative, slow iterative process of just learning one skill and then building on top of that and just never stopping. So, so he says, I didn't really know anything about technology. I would just search online and I would find something that someone else had already figured out. 
It was so cool that people figured something out and shared it. I love this. I love this too. Why not do that? It doesn't cost you anything. It makes humanity better. This was my early exposure to the idea about the acceleration of evolution, the one I just referenced earlier. We evolved through, and it continues in this like same vein, uh, we evolved through communication and ideas spreading. You learn something, you mash it up, and you put it back out there. Someone will then read, meaning what you've learned, mash it up, improve it, and put it back out there. Uh, that, and then this is a really interesting description of like this process. He says, that kind of ping pong is all of human progress. We can improve that process by publishing. So it ties into like his life's work. And then I love, love this idea. I think about it all the time. Um, obviously, you know, if you listen to my, my main podcast, uh, I'm obsessed with reading. And it says, I like to think about the ratio between how long it takes to create the content to how long it takes me to consume it. Many people's first book uh, takes a lifetime to write. And he uses the example of, uh, he says, think of Nassim Taleb's first book, Fooled by Randomness. That was the culmination of his life's work until then. So think about somebody thinking about something for 20 or 30 years. He says, I can read that in six to 10 hours. Wow. That is an off the charts ratio. And he compares and contrasts. He's like, listen, this is, so I try to focus on content that takes a really long time to produce. And then basically I can distill that into a few hours. So he gets the lifetime thinking, the most important thoughts that in this case Taleb has for the first 20 or 30 years or whatever, whatever hold he was when he put, published a book. But he can get that information in six to 10 hours. So it's a, it's a huge benefit. But he also goes on in the conversation and says, listen, I'm not perfect. He goes, think about how long it takes to create a tweet, right? Almost no time and then takes almost no time to consume it. But sometimes I open up Twitter and an, he says an hour and a half has passed. So I just try not to do that because I'd rather spend time uh, use, like consuming content that takes a long time to produce. That's, that's fascinating to me. Uh, Matt gets some advice for writing online. Write for one person. You're publishing for the world or you're publishing to the world, but write like you're writing a letter to one person. And I added a note, if you read the note, um, one, I think he meant one specific person. It's even better to have like a, just like a friend in mind that you're writing with or writing to. Uh, this is why Matt ended up working in the open source uh, industry. He says, open source software is essentially publishing your software so that other people can comment on it, change it, and react to it. It is a fundamental exercise to imagine uh, what if we work together? Like what does that do to the work? Um, and then he makes a really good observation that, that I never thought of in these terms before. He says, getting better is all about iteration. Anything you enjoy in the world has gone through countless iterations. I love this idea. And then I'll close on this one. He talks about why he supports the, um, the charity or I guess, I mean, it's a nonprofit. I don't know if charity is the right word, but the Long Now Foundation. Um, also, Jeff Bezos is famous for supporting them with that 10,000-year clock. But he says, um, I think most of the problems in the world come from short-termism, which I, which I understood to mean that people are fo uh, too focused on just the short term. Uh, under the short term, you can ignore uh, externalities and you can pass the buck to someone else. Sometimes we pass that buck to future generations. Expanding your thinking, so he was using um, an example of like climate change. I would also use like the, the, the amount of debt like governments run up. Usually they're just pushing that on to future generations. And he said, expanding your thinking to a longer time frame acts like an amazing filter. 